Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway Hill fans, welcome to a special episode of the Blue Shirt Breakaway, the Game 1 Recap Edition. Greg, say hello. Ugh. Yes, I agree. Um, you want to say that again? Ugh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. No, go yeah, on. Yeah. Not, uh, not great, Bob. No, not great, Bob. Uh, I guess we'll start today by kind of explaining what's going to happen on this podcast. I think you and I, for at least like 10 minutes here, are going to react to how we felt about Game 1, maybe with more words this time. Uh, I don't know about that. All right, well, maybe it'll just be audible sounds for 10 minutes. Uh, and then I'm going to have two, maybe three, guests on from the uh, <gasps> Rangers Reddit community that, hey, will, that will come on and talk about their predictions for Game 2 and what they thought about Game 1. And uh, that's pretty much it for this pod, and we're going to try and do this for... E- Maybe every game. We'll see. We'll see. We'll Maybe see. what we'll do. I don't know if you know this, Ryan. I know a couple Penguins fans. Maybe we should bring them on after one of the games oh. if they're up for it. Is that true? That I know. I, I surprisingly know a bunch of Penguin fans. How are you friends with those people? Uh, well, one of them is the niece and oh, nephew oh, okay. of <laughs> former Miami Dolphin, Washington Redskin great Gus Farad. Wow. Okay. That's a pretty good get. <laughs> yeah we try to get that we, we won't we won't get guts himself but we can get offspring okay that's good all right so we're moving up in the world is what you're trying to say uh, i think so all right speaking of moving up in the world i want i mentioned this before the podcast really quick uh donald trump and i'm not going to make this political at all but donald, <laughs> donald i don't want to reveal what i think about politics but donald trump was speaking 600 feet from my job today and i happened to uh have the ability to spectate the anti-Trump and the Trump people going at it. And I want to say that there are more serious things in the world than Gabe won, and we still have a chance in this series. You know, Ryan, I did think you sound dumber. Oh, yeah. Well, I said we wouldn't do it, but you did, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert, everyone. That's how I feel. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, man. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Uh, good for him speaking his mind. Free speech. That's what we do here. We you know, I don't know if free speeches should be that free. Okay, <laughs> that's a that's a political conversation for another time. Remember when we lost game one? Uh, unfortunately. That was a, uh, uh, let's see. Everything, I think everyone here knows I am a diehard Met fan, so I am uh, experiencing no. I, breaking news. Um, so I'm used to teams not scoring. It's kind of what I've been dealing with for the better part of, you know, two weeks. But when the Rangers got it within one at two to one and they were still on the power play, it just was the biggest punch to the balls in the world for them to go from having an open net opportunity with the puck on Dan Boyle's stick and a great defensive play by Lovejoy to all of a sudden the Rangers giving up a shorthanded goal. And I think everyone knew it was over right when that happened because that was just the biggest swing possible in the entire game on you were the Rangers were two seconds away from tying it up 2 two whole new game anything's possible and instead of being tied 2 two they were down three one in 10 seconds flat and just all the air in the world escaped the building it was unbelievable my roommate actually completely believable just <laughs> disheartening I was about to say that my roommate who does not watch hockey but knows I love the Rangers uh, he was watching the playoff game because, you know, obviously it's the playoffs. you got to watch. And he comes in when they, they, uh, the Penguins score the shorthand goal. He goes, man, typical Rangers. <laughs> I was like, god damn it. It really just is that. Like, we, I'd rather play five on five. It's incredible. Yeah. It, uh, it just – first of all, good job by them to get the five on three. No problem. That was – I was not expecting them to score there. But uh, – Oh my God! You that short five on three in a playoff goal. game. You're, what are you doing? Like, why do you play that? Short-handed goal is just it was too much, man. It was too much. All right, let's talk about the injuries real quick. Uh, are there any good, any big ones we need to mention? Uh, you know. Hey. I, All right, so here's the, think... here's the deal, everyone listening. Mark Stahl is an assassin. He was hired by the Penguins to screw this team over for the next four years of this contract. What a what a what a mole! They really thought long con there. They. Made sure to lose to him the first last two times we've played the Penguins 
in the postseason just for this specific series. Pretty incredible. Uh, that is that is the long game. I right have there. to say, I, I don't think Hank has good feelings about McDonough or Stahl because they're always trying to assassinate him. He's always on the ice trying to protect the goal. They're putting the sticks in his face, <laughs> put, put taking his mask up, putting pucks in his neck, and he's just having a bad day. So, but- I was I was joking with a great friend of the podcast, Andrew Pesci, during oh, the Pesci. game. Uh, he turns out to be a pretty big Ranger fan himself. Hmm. And right after there, Hank comes back out, and we're texting, and Pesci says, uh, oh, it's fine. You know, he's back out there. I was like, yeah, we'll see if he can see. And then in 20 seconds, we're down one nothing. And I was like, I thought so. Well, but that, that, that play also was on. wasn't totally his fault because Mark Stahl <laughs> was just standing there like a, like a fatty McFat fat, not able to move or get his body in front of the puck. And, you know, between – Lundquist not being able to see and Stahl just being a blob of fat. There was nothing. <laughs> it, it was going to happen. It, and it happened. Yeah, no. Uh, as soon as that happened, I messaged you and I'm pretty sure I was like, Mark Stahl just stood there and watched that puck go in. It like, was oh, I just, remarkable. He was, the, he was, two, the two things, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, the two no, things that just completely blew my mind about that game was how poorly Mark Stahl played and how slow Everything Dan Girardi does, it like he's so slow. I, I, I've never seen it before. On the breakaway goal to Sidney Crosby, it literally looked like Crosby was skating on ice, and uh, Girardi was trying to run through mud. It he just looked terribly slow. Well, everything that could go wrong went wrong in that game. JT Miller got hurt and didn't play most of the game. Um, Glass got hit in the face, but Glass was playing well, which is weird. And like when I'm when I'm when I think my shining spot of my game is that my fourth line has been the best line of my team. Meh. Not great, Bob. <laughs> what am Not I doing? Great, Bob. What's going on? Uh, God, it was just. Well, look, it's not a series until the home team loses. That's the old adage. Uh, but but and I've always I've always believed game two to be the most important game of the series because you can't go down 2-0. And expect to win when you don't have home ice. It's just kind of anticipating too much. So game two for the Rangers, a must win. And in one way or another, game two for the Penguins is a must win. Because, you know, they don't want to play three games in the Garden. They don't want that. They struggle at Madison Square. They don't want to go there. So they would very much like to only have to be there twice. Which means they need to defend home ice at all costs. Right. Um, So... The team that won the first game over the past six series of this actually won the whole series. So that go- that bodes really well for us. Good. Thank you. Good. So we cleared that out of the way. Uh, so <laughs> want to talk about Zaktoff real quick? Yeah, good game. Yeah. So we we actually outshot the Penguins this game. Can you believe that? I, I, I can't because it seems like every great scoring opportunity the Rangers had, they either found a defender's leg or missed the net entirely. Right. I, there was times where Zaktoff was wide out of the net, and we just didn't put it in. It was... Yeah, or like even uh, at the very beginning of the – was it the second period when Ste- uh, Zook had that brilliant pass to Stepan? He redirected it, and it somehow found the one area between Zaktoff and the pipe that would allow it not to go in, which was the outside corner of the pipe. And like even like at that point, I was like, this ain't meant to be, is it? Yeah, it, it was not, and it's it's kind of strange that Rangers have, like, a tough time against unknown goalies sometimes. It's like, I'm going to compare everything. Since we're in the playoffs, I'm going to be worse about comparing everything to the Mets. No, go on. But the Mets are terrible against pitchers you've never heard of or are making their major league debut and aren't number one prospects. Correct me if I'm wrong, like, the Yankees are the same way? I don't know. I don't watch enough Yankee games. But, like, I if you want to... The Yankees called up Tyler Clippard for an emergency start back in like, oh man, it must have been 07 or 08. 07, yeah. Yeah, and he was a starter back then, and everyone was like, uh, this guy is literally replacement level prospect. He's not going to do anything. Uh, eight inning shutout against the Mets. <laughs> awesome. And it was just like not even a puncher's chance that the Mets were going to score a run in that game. It was incredible. And, and it's been like that for every rookie starter the Mets have faced since then, it feels like, with the exception of the one person they knew how to beat was Jared Eikhoff this year. Um, but they just, if you throw a pitcher the Mets have never seen before, guarantee you we're scoring two runs or less and we're probably losing. 
pretty interesting. So that being said, I feel like we were going to win that game if Hank was on the ice. I just felt good about it. He was playing really well. Then he lost an eye. Uh, he's seeing an eye specialist as you and I speak right now. Uh, AB has reported if he does practice tomorrow, he will be playing. He has to practice. If, if, the way he painted it is he has to practice. Practice No practice, he's not playing. Because And I can't blame him. Um Oh, did, yeah. you, did you watch the pictures or watch the pictures? Did you look at the pictures afterwards where his pu- one pupil is just like six times the size of the other? Well, was that intentionally? Did they put drops in his eyes? Or I think something? it's like, like even, even before it. It's even before the drops. I could be wrong. could be lying. It's not, I, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's fortunate the injury is what it is because when you were watching the play at full speed, I thought somehow the puck got under his mask and Same. hit him in the throat again. And I, I was just like, that's it. He's done. Not just for the playoffs, but he might not be ready for the start of next year. Yeah, I thought he was lost long term. Um, because full speed, you can't tell that the stick's in the face. It doesn't look like it. No, it doesn't. And I honestly thought the puck got under the mask. And I was, I was terrified for him, and I was terrified for uh, the Rangers' playoff chances. Well, those are already terrified. I'm already terrified for so that's good. Told, yeah, but at the same time, I told you they were losing that game. It's yeah, like you weren't right. listening to me. I just felt like we had a chance. Like, we're going against a rookie goalie, you know, who has only started, like, 20 games ever. Uh, they don't have a backup. I just <laughs> – I, I knew the Penguins were scoring at least three goals in that game, Hank or no Hank. And it's just, you know, I, I – Fine. I, the, game, the game, for the most part, minus the Hank injury – when, you know, it, it went pretty, exactly how I thought it Pretty went. crappy. We couldn't score. We had no defense, and we lost our goalie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pain, painful. Hey, you know who You know who actually played pretty well, though? Brady Shea. Brady Shea had Shea himself. looked good on the yeah. ice. I mean, if there's any bright spot, which there really wasn't, Shea looked uh, competent out there. Shea looked confident, and my God, if the refs are going to – the refs were not oh. the reason the Rangers lost. You can't let take me, those penalties though, man. Let me make sure I say that clearly. The Rangers were not the reason the Penguins the, the won Rangers the game. are the reason they lost. <laughs> right. The Rangers The Rangers play like crap. The refs, though, were calling every little thing, and it was just so irritating to watch. Yeah, I agree. So but you can't win a playoff game when you're going to give the other team five power plays. No, no, you can't because that takes 10 minutes out of the game time where you're not on offense. So even if you're not allowing power play goals, you're not putting your team in any kind of position to score goals. Well, unless you're the Penguins. And if you're shorthanded, it seems like a golden opportunity. Right, exactly. So let's talk about the keys to game two. I think this will be short. Hank's health? (laughs) Yeah, so Hank has to be on the ice. If he's not... Ranta, we have uh, if, if okay if Hank's not on the ice, we gotta score four goals, right? Right. That's it. That's my keys to game two. Uh, I I hope JT Miller's okay. There hasn't really been too many reports about him being injured. Uh, uh, we also have to talk about uh, we failed to mention that a certain big Russian might be coming back much sooner rather than later. Is that true? Uh, if Game Mall can practice today, I would still tell game four. Uh, well, my- he was quoted was saying he'd like to play sometime this series and. Yes, game no. four. Game four is the earliest he can come back. That's what the my my little birds of the internet say. I gotta tell you though, uh, the this series is more spread out than any playoff series I can remember. Oh yeah, I, I noticed that. You got you got two days off before game two, and then you have I don't what game three I think is Tuesday. I have it right here, and I will tell you, and it is Tuesday. So you're going to play three games in six days? That helps the Rangers right now. It also hurts the Rangers because it means Fleury's going to come back. It means Malkin's coming back. Yeah, that's true. Double-edged sword. Well, if you can't beat them at their best, then you didn't deserve it, right? <sighs> uh, I guess. But, you know, what's sucks, the Rangers? It sucks to say that, but, like, that's really what it is. Like, if you were The, the- million-dollar question, what's the Rangers' best? We, we, we have no idea what the Rangers' best is. I think it was 2015. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> that was it, right? Uh-huh. All right, so this has been a really uh, positive and optimistic podcast. I hope we win game two and we can go back and be like, we're in this, baby! But uh, RIP headphone users, and uh, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm going to call up uh, my friend James and Megan. I believe that is their name. Their names. Yeah, I hope. Well, I hope you learn their names before you interview them. I that'd hope. Be, and, that'd be uh, great. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> – what a great host I am, mediocre. 
so we're going to head over to them now, and I guess we're going to transition. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye. Hey, welcome to the first interview of this uh, community episode of Blade Shirts Breakaway. I have James here. Is that correct, James? That is my name. Yes, yes. Perfect, because right before this in the transition, I said, I think I have James coming up next, and I wasn't sure. (laughs) as well, it's my name, then. I know you as Hey Peppers. Hey Peppers, yes, that is my Reddit and Skype username. How did you come up with that name? Because you're just like, Hey Peppers, and you just like Peppers hang out all the time? I have no idea. Okay. It literally, I like came up with it because I was like, I need a Reddit username. And (laughs) a lot of people message me and they think it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers thing. And I'm like, oh, no. No, that's not me, man. I got that. Uh, That being said, my my name is Flaccid Lotus on Reddit, so I can't talk about your name and say it's crappy. So It's it's not good. All the good usernames are taken. Mine's a Magic the Gathering reference. So there's that's my nerdy fact of the day. Oh, I didn't think you were that nerdy, man. No, that's... man, I, I just went there. I, I, had a, I had a nerdy childhood. It was really tough. But now I'm a Ranger fan, so we're all good, right? That's um, got them. Uh, so let's talk about Gable and how sad we are. Let me get, Jesus. Let me get your take first, because we just got Greg and ours. I, the sad thing was, in classic Rangers fashion, they played much better than I expected them to, uh, and they lost 5-2. Yep. <laughs> Like, their possession was good. I was even sitting there going, Mark Stahl and Dan Girardi don't look too bad. This oh, could be okay. Mark Lundquist is in net. It'll be all right. And then chaos. I and felt then... entirely different about the Stahl and Girardi play, mostly because Mark Stahl couldn't stop a puck for his life. And Girardi looks so slow, as Greg pointed out earlier. You would know Yeah, that. probably. <laughs> and I think that I was in my head going, no, 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 this is fine. No, this we're fine. good. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. We're 13 minutes into the first period. It's fine. I figured the Penguins would be up 15 to nothing by now. Wow. We're going to win the Cup. It's Bold great. prediction and there, then, James. And, no. no. <laughs> I'm an Oscars fan. I'm a Mets fan as well. Oh, so. listen. I'm, that's why you listen to us then, because Greg talks about the Mets most of the time. <laughs> Greg, yeah, I get my Mets minute with Greg. Yeah, that's uh, it. But in actuality, I was going, going into the game going, this is going to be bad, because the time for this team to get its stuff together was like 45 regular season games ago, and they never did it. And do you and blame AV for that, out of curiosity? I, I don't entirely. I, I think that AV could have made the choice when guys like Klein were hurt and, you know, McDonough was hurt. Let, let's be frank here. Dylan McElrath should have played more in the regular season. Do you think he should have played last night? Because I do. I should play over Dan Girardi. Same. And to be frank, I, you know, I, I, I love Danny G. Like, for a long time, the Rangers' defense... I don't know if you remember, like, 2006 to 2007. I do. Was, it's not good. And there was a time when Danny G was the best guy on the team. And I was like, you know, I love Girardi. And then, you know, somewhere in the 800 shot blocks and the three Eastern Conference Finals appearances, he just got old. And he got slow and he got beat up. And by old, you mean, like, past 30. <laughs> by past 30, yes. That's just what happens when you're Glenn Sather and you sign your defenseman to a $5.5 million contract. For five years. I should have let him walk and signed Anton Strawman. You think so? Uh, and that's something I think we'll go back and regret for a long time. And uh, I have other friends that are Islander fans, unfortunately. And uh, we talk about the, the Ranger team going forward, and they go, hey, it's pretty tough going forward, huh? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because we have Dan Girardi and Mark Stahl for the next four years? And that's I, I think Wharton's going to buy out Girardi. Okay. I really think he's going to. And, I, it's, I mean, you know, you're on the hook for that cap, I think, for eight years. But it's I think money. you have one more year of Girardi hanging out. I, I don't know, man. If they get bounced in the first round, Jeff Gordon is the GM of the New York Rangers now. There's going to be a lot of expectations for him to fix this problem that, you know, I don't know that he can fix, but you c- Hello? Hey, I lost you for a second. I will edit that out, or I won't. Uh, well, I was saying, like, you can have one of Stahl or Girardi on right. this team, and you kind of have to figure out a way to get rid of the other one, and I would take Mark Stahl over Dan Girardi. I think I would, too. Mark shows kind of moments of being competent. Uh, the thing you have to do with Mark Stahl is you have to put him with somebody who can move the puck. And when he was put on a defensive pairing with Anton Strawman, he looked great because there was somebody who was could handle the puck and skate a lot better than him covering his mistakes, which, you know, for years we had McDonough with Girardi. And well, I guess we could do that with Yandel for three more games. <laughs> so. I, I, but what, who are you going to put on the top line? I thought Brady Shea looked really competent for a 22-year-old rookie defenseman who's played all of seven regular season games. Spoiler, we tried to get Brady Shea on this podcast like 20 weeks ago. 
Well, back before he was like big big deal, I think you missed the boat now. Yeah, I I, I messaged him on Twitter. I tried to find his email. I tried to contact his agent. I wanted him to be like the first guest on the show, like before he was like anything, because he was just an AHL kind of unknown prospect. That did not work. Ah, uh, no, you missed the window. Yeah, you I really did. Pavel I don't think he speaks English, but no, could... I think that would be a great interview though. I, I, we'll see what I can do with Pavel. Just do it all in Russian. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll have a translator. But that first game, you know, I I mean, uh, and then Mark Stahl pokes Henrik Lundqvist in the eye and then I'm sitting in my fridge for the highest alcohol content beer because right. the oh, sky see, is falling. You're a better man than me. I went straight for the whiskey. I was like, I oh, Jack Daniels, my friend. <laughs> Take a bottle of Jameson. Yeah, just, just hang out. Throat. Yeah, but, the good news is that it's not as bad and if he practices tomorrow, he will play. Um, uh, but part of me feels like that's not happening. Uh, you know, Auntie Ranta is not a bad goalie. I will remind I mean, you there was three months where Auntie Ranta did not win. <laughs> yeah, but he also was put back. His first game back was against the Washington Capitals, and I was at that game. Right, that was bad. The team looked really bad in front of him. But Antti Ranta was also what seven and one in his last eight starts. Like he's pretty good goalie. He also beat the Capitals uh, once this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in a three-two barn burner uh, where the Capitals just hammered the net, and Antti Ranta was finish Henrik Lundqvist for six minutes. It was great. And then there was the LA Kings game where. He just blew it in overtime. Right. So, you know, he's not a consistent good goalie, but on another team, he'd probably be a step up. You know, if he played for like the Calgary Flames, I'm sure he'd be doing quite well for himself. I mean, look at Talbot. He got an extension. Good for him, man. Yeah, good for him. Uh, You know, and one thing, you know, I know we're all panicking about the Rangers' future. We have the best goaltending coach in the NHL. Yep. We saw what Talbot turned into. Ronta's pretty good. Henrik Lundqvist was a seventh-round pick. Right. Helberg, who's, who just got called up, is actually a pretty high pedigree prospect. Yeah. And and I hope that we don't see him play a game in the playoffs. Uh, I don't want to see him till three years from now. He's 20 years we, old, I believe. And I want to see him when Hank is like 38 and he's like on his last legs. No, Hank's going to play till he's 40. Let's let's just let's just I'm hold just on to that dream. Like, I'm just trying to be like, not optimistic, but I'm trying to be, you know, pretty Stable. conservative here. And I think he'll play till he's 42. And I hope he's great till then. But uh, but, you know, that game. They shouldn't have lost it. They were playing against Zatkoff, who's like 28. Yeah. It, he's he should have. A journeyman. He should have. Yeah, he's not that good. And the uh, even losing Hank. Uh, okay, one, Mark Stahl, what, why? Why must you do this to us? <laughs> why must you poke him in the eye? A Ryan McDonough-esque assassination attempt. I, and I said, and I, I clearly this is my fault. I was like, well, who's going to damage the team now that Mac is out? Right. Oops. Ooh, clearly, wow. Stall. Hey, Peppers, what are you doing? <laughs> ah, that, that was a bad one. I, I angered the hockey gods. There's nothing you could do there. Um, so going forward, like, what do you think the keys to game two is? Like, we kind of went over those, but I want to hear your take. Pull Girardi. Okay. Put Dylan McElrath on the line with Mark Stahl or move Brady Shea up. Because Brady Shea played really well and... I love I love McElrath. I know for a long time we all didn't like him. We looked at Cam Fowler and Vladimir Tarasenko. I think he's a decent defenseman. I think he's better than Dan Girardi. And the other option you have with him is he's young. Well, yeah, he's got, he's got limited miles on him. He can move. He brings a lot of toughness and, to the team. But, you know, sometimes he does dumb penalties. That's that's Rath in a, a nutshell. Right? But everybody on the team does dumb penalties. Who, like Chris Kreider? No, never. I've seen Yandel take dumb penalties. I've yeah. seen Zuccarello take dumb penalties. Uh, Tanner Glass takes plenty of dumb penalties, and he's still on the fourth line. Which, which uh, by the way, best line right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's entirely because of Tanner Glass, but hey, he oh, sure should try and a lot fault. of other people on the team. <laughs> you know, I thought Zuccarello looked really bad in that game last night. Yeah. I was strange. like, all right, where are you, Zook? Because we need someone. And with McDonough out, I don't know who's leading that locker room. And um, I don't know how they feel in that locker room right now. And that scares me for this series because, you know, there might be down Henrik Lundqvist, and that's not a good feeling. Wait, and, the worst part is, like, I was literally just about to say, well, next game we're going to come out swinging, but that's exactly what we did in game one. We came out, we were in their zone for the first 10 minutes, did nothing but pressure them, and just didn't get it through. I mean, if 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 they're serious about winning, AV has to pull one of the Wonder Twins, as they're affectionately referred to on Reddit. Uh, one of them has to sit. And Girardi's got to be the guy because Mark Stahl's a little bit better. He's too slow. He really is too slow. And Dylan McElrath's not like a strong skater, but he's also like 23. And if you need to hurt Dylan McElrath's development a little bit to make it back, 
you have to do it. I don't think it's going to hurt his development, especially in this. It's three playoff. Well, it could be more than three playoff games. I hope it is. But, you know, it's one series. You might hurt Brady Shea's development a little bit, but Brady Shea is a real high ceiling. Yeah, Brady Shea might be a top two. Well, he's definitely a top four defenseman. That's what the scouting is. I heard in AHL, in the Wolfpack, they refer to him as Ryan McDonough Light. And I was like, oh, well, I would love another Ryan McDonough. Oh, he's Ryan McDonough with more speed. With less... Yeah, he's a lot, he's a lot faster. Uh, yeah. he, you know, his, his skating does a good job of covering up his mistakes, and he made a couple of mistakes in that game, but the kid can skate, so it's fine. Yeah. You need to play him. If you need to move him up to that second defensive pairing, you need to do it like right now because the clock is ticking, and if he's going to fail, he's going to fail, but you have to try. That's been AV's like one down point this year for me is that he's mixed up the chemistry on the lines, and everyone hasn't – well, I, some lines have performed, but he's never really been able to get this team in sync. He changed the lines last night, which, you know, I'm okay with if you're losing, but I th- did, we go out, did we go out and get Mark Stahl to have him be a third-line winger? Was that why we gave up two second-round picks and Oleski Sorella? No, er- Eric Stahl is what you mean, but yeah. Uh, Eric Stahl. No, Stahl? And, and Eric Stahl has scored three goals. <laughs> he right, really... and it's to come out and say, he's not succeeding because I'm not using him correctly. And I was like, okay. He's not changed the way he's using him. Yeah, so, so we're keeping him on the third line? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, at the time I was like, oh, so our depth is so good that Eric Stahl is going to be our third line center. That was the best player in Carolina. Yeah, and we're not doing anything with him. And, you know, I thought he looked okay last night in the game. He's, he's clearly excited to be back in the playoffs, and I like that somebody on this team has that kind of energy. But I don't understand what he's doing. Why is Oscar Lindbergh sitting in the press box? He finished 15th in rookie scoring. <laughs> 15th AV for a guy makes... a guy that i hadn't even heard of before this season really oh Lindbergh's great i, I really like the way he played this season especially in the beginning I... he did teeter off a little bit yeah and and you know that was bound to happen but he still finished at 28 points and he would have finished with more if he wasn't scratched 11 games right yeah no i i i agree with you and i, I think, think the big point here is that dan Girard needs to sit it will it happen it certainly will not at all of course he has a $5.5 million cap hit and a letter on his jersey. He's an alternate captain on this team. He's been in the playoffs with us basically since we started making the playoffs with Hank. Right. And Evie's not going to sit him because even when Evie was in Vancouver, he trusted the veterans more than he trusted his younger guys. Oh, and he hates Dylan McElrath so much. It's, it's literally unreal. Dylan McElrath exceeded any expectations that anybody had going in this season. We thought Rafael Diaz was going to beat him out. Oh, yeah. Now Diaz isn't even on this team anymore, right? I don't, no. I th- and why, no, he's in the AHL, and he, he hurt himself a couple of times when he could have got called up, but he played in the game yesterday. Why oh, okay. haven't you recalled Diaz? Do yeah. it now. That makes you should have recalled him sometime during the regular season, but do it now. I thought All Diaz moves... was opting out of an AHL contract. That's what I heard. I mean, I'm wrong. No, the Rangers never released him. Okay. He said, oh, well, the Rangers said, we'll give you a month, and then you can go back. And they never released him, and he stayed in Hartford, and he was pretty good down there. And he was doing a good job mentoring guys like Shea and Graves, which I was like, I'll pay seven hundred grand for this. Right. Yeah, that's a great uh, investment for them, especially what they're paying the other people on this team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for and they should have called him up at some point. When Klein went down, he was the original choice, but he was hurt. And, you know, the way the chips fell, it didn't really work out for us that way. Speaking of uh, getting paid, can Rick Nash score a goal? No, he got an assist. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I mean, Rick, Rick's played, played better, and he's really helped our PK, I'll be honest. It's, so. it's a joke I make is that Rick Nash is one of the better defensemen on this team right oh, now. Oh, I think he's maybe the top three defensemen on this team? I mean, it's McDonough, but he's out right now. So, right. with Yandel, Klein, and, and, and Nash. Nash. I've seen Nash then, break up plenty of plays defensively. Right? Oh, yeah. Jesper Foss is great, right? Yeah, Foss is like the perfect like third-line, second-line player. He does everything. It's great. You can move him down. Yeah, and and I think that you know I think he was a seventh round pick as well. I love that Jesper Faust is on the team. Oh, I'm I'm because... a big fan of him. I, the thing is, like, I love our lower end guys, and I think they really outperform. And Glass has even like uh, outperformed my expectations from him, which was absolutely zero and garbage. So well, he he quadrupled his goal scoring this year, right? Oh so... man, that guy's a monster. <laughs> Can't elite, stop him. Elite sniper Tanner Glass. Right. But the the thing is that like. The Rangers wanted this. I don't know if you saw the comments AV made. They wanted to play the Penguins. Yeah. You know, I don't know if, I don't know if you read the Keith Yandel article. He's like, it's time to put your sweater on, New York. I read that, and I was all hyped up. Okay. Well, you and listened I didn't... to this podcast, so you know that I didn't want to play the Penguins. <laughs> oh, I, sh- well, you, I don't want to either. They're the hottest team in the NHL, but 
the choice the Rangers have made now is they have to play the Penguins, and then they'll probably have to play the Washington Capitals. Yeah, they so- thought they were a good enough team to do this. They need to be that team because I've seen them be that team during this year, and I've also seen them be an AHL-level team at times this year. Right, and the, uh, the Islanders threw that game against the Flyers so they could play the Panthers. Like, let's just yeah, be real. Yeah, and I hope the Panthers kill them. I, I hope, hope they Roberto get murdered. <laughs> Use all of their old man magic and just beat them. I hope I hope they get killed. I can't believe Yager's still skating. That is amazing. God bless that man. I can't believe he finished so high in points, man. I, I think he led the team. I haven't checked in a while. But for a long uh, time I this would, season, he was leading the team in points. I wouldn't be surprised. He's 44 years old. He has no front teeth. And he's still killing it. Yeah, and 18-year-olds. Still killing those two. Uh, good well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I Four-year-old Czech superstar. I mean, that's probably how he keeps his magic. Listen, right? we didn't feels... know. We wouldn't know if they didn't post it on Instagram. I'm just saying. She tried to like threaten him too. He's oh, like, "Yeah, she, I'm gonna be embarrassed that, I, that I'm sleeping with 18-year-old Czech models." He's yeah, like, he's please. like, "Yeah, cool. Call. <laughs> I don't have a wife. Call anyone." Call <laughs> NHL points, please. Yeah, please. Oh, but man. this this is dangerous for us. This situation that they're in. They're, I mean, they, they. I mean, it's only the first game, but it doesn't matter if you statistically outplay a team if your goalie goes down and you're mentally not prepared for that. I mean, I thought on Toronto was okay. I, I I'm sure Henrik Lundqvist wouldn't have stopped that Sidney Crosby shot. No, uh, that was give up goals like that for years. That was signature rat face Crosby. I can't. Uh, and you know, I was really angry that I watched a game where a penguins player got a hat trick and I had to watch those hats fly down on oh, the you, ice. You watched that part. Cause I turned it off. So good on you. <laughs> I've watched all of these games. I've watched all the games the past six years, basically. I've okay. missed one. And I've seen this team break my heart over and over again. Uh, we should but, have, um, I think, we, since, since it's going to be the offseason, uh, eventually. I'm not saying soon. I will not say that. Uh, we do have plans to do some fun offseason podcasts. And I think we'll have a heartbreak hotel. We'll just talk about all the heartbreak. <laughs> we'll just get it all out. You know, and I still believe in this team. But I don't know if this team believes in themselves. That's the, the most true thing you've said on this podcast. And and they should believe in themselves. I know they're not the same team that they were in 2014. Or 2015. They're not the same team they were last year. But this is a team that came down 3-1 in a series last year to the Washington Capitals. And they won those games in overtime. Mm-hmm. They can do this if they want to do this. The year before, they were down 3-1 against the Penguins. They made it to the cup final. Yep. The Rangers have historically in the last couple of years, defied all odds and expectations of what they were supposed to do. Forever, yeah. They're supposed to lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins. They don't have to. They're the New York Rangers. They can win if they want to. I don't know if they want to, though. Uh, <laughs> part of me feels like Dan Girardi wants to go sit in a hot tub for the next three months. He should. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he needs to get in there. It, don't matter. What's the, it can't be any worse. And I love Dan Girardi. Dan Girardi was my boy for a long time. Made that clear. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I have a lot of respect for G. He's got the jaw of an Iron Man. I don't want Hank to go home empty-handed at the end of this. I never want that. That's like, the, what, that's like our, all of our biggest fears, right? Yeah, and I don't care if somebody's feelings are going to get hurt or, or any of those things. You know, like, you have to do this. You're at the door. Kick the damn door down. Yeah. You've come so close. I watched you lose to the Devils. I watched yep. you lose to the Bruins. Yep. I watched you lose to the Kings in oh, overtime. No. Over, Three times. Overtime. When they were leading almost every game. Every game. I watched you come back from a 3-1 deficit. Lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who got their ass kicked by the Blackhawks. That should have been you. It should have been us. I don't Go know. do it. I said this multiple times. I don't know if we would have beat the Blackhawks, but we would, we would have put up more of a fight. I think we would have done better than... I think that goes to seven se- games. I, I think with I think healthy Hank... Is way better than healthy Bishop. Oh, I'm gonna course. throw that. Well, here's the reason we lost. Zuccarell got could, lost the ability to speak. So also, Gandal had a separated shoulder. Ryan McDonough had, had a broken, broken foot. foot. Yep. I mean, we were not gonna win that series, but I, we can win this one. Yep. I I believe in this team. I do, and that's I know blind optimism. But anytime I've had blind optimism in this team in the past, they've won. Well, good news is that you'll be coming back uh, next week if you'd like to talk about games two and three. I would love to come back. Uh, I would love to come back and talk about us beating the Penguins and then winning in the Garden and this great celebration when we take a 2-1 lead in this series. I, uh, man, you are preaching the choir, and I hope it happens. But, and, uh, and Brady Chase is going to goal. I'm going to make all the bold predictions. Wow, jeez. All right, you're going in. I respect it. 
I uh, hope the team goes all in. James, we will speak to you next week. Uh, hopefully, when we have a nice little Rangers celebration on this uh, our Rangers community podcast. Damn well better. All right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. On. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone, we're back on the second and probably final interview of this community podcast. I have a wonderful guest here. Her name is Megan, and she's the first official uh, woman of this podcast ever. Megan, how does it feel to be here? Hello. Um, pretty good. Um, yay. Yay, you made it. <laughs> Look, you went the whole way. You've officially got on this Blue Shirts podcast, and now everything in your life is complete. Is that true? Uh, well, you know, no, okay. Rangers no. could, you know. Uh, oh, like win a series? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so when going into this series, Megan, uh, what did you think was going to be the outcome? Because I really wanted to play the Panthers in the first place. Uh, did you want to do that, or did you want to play the Penguins? Um, honestly, it was, I mean, I think part of me certainly was kind of leaning more towards the Panthers, just because, um, as far as a playoff team, they're still quite young, but... What are you talking about? Their average age is like 39. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but, um, it's just, so I, but at the same time, I think that could have been a double-edged sword. Because I think you guys even mentioned it on your last pod, uh, your last podcast, where I think younger teams, when it's kind of their first playoff, um, you never really know how they might come out. Oh, I didn't mention that, but that's a great point. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I was, uh, well, I'm not too sure, but <laughs> well, listen, make the hot takes while you can. You're here. That's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, my only argument for playing the Penguins, and I guess now we're here, so let's talk about it, was that it's the devil you know, and we know really well. And we played them yeah. every single year, forever. So, yeah, um, yeah. Certainly, when they went on their hot streak of like what fourteen out of sixteen games won, it it was a little unnerving for sure. And um, I think if you looked at a lot of their recent games, you know, in comparison to the past, like since their uh, coach change, um, they've been so much faster. Their transition game is crazy. And I know in the past we've had a lot of fortune against them, but this time I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've I've always felt confident about beating the Peds and the Caps for that matter. But this is the year where I'm like, well, I don't know. This is, (laughs) it's a little tough. Yeah, but that said though, um, I don't know if I'm just like extremely biased at this point, but I, when we were eventually matched with the Pens, I kind of felt more okay about it than I thought I would. Um, I'm not really sure why. It's just like, yeah, I, I think we could actually do it. Um, although, I guess with the recent events with Hank. Yeah, well, that's another uh, situation that we're going to be talking about very very briefly. Um, yeah. That being said, I think I read this somewhere, and I could be wrong, and I should know this information. The new Penguins coach used to be a Ranger coach. Is that correct? Do you know that? Um, I th- think so so I'm, he knows not... everything about this team and that's why we're losing <laughs> no <laughs> no but okay. h- how long ago was that? Oh, i think like six years oh, yeah. <laughs> well well <laughs> yeah so hey so does hank um yeah so it, it, obviously a very tough first game uh you stated before the podcast you weren't able to like unfortunately catch the third period a lot of it and i can't say i blame you uh <laughs> it's not like i turned the game off at the hat trick because uh, i i didn't oh i wasn't aware of that Oh, well, let me, let me inform you. Uh, Hornquist okay. had a nice hat trick <laughs> against us, and then everyone in the uh, in the wonderful Pittsburgh arena threw their hats on the ice and had a celebration. Oh. Right, so that's just, oh, that's I'm glad really I can tell you. <laughs> this is an instant reaction pod now. Okay. So, okay, yeah, so fine. <laughs> you're just as stressed as me. That's good. Um, so going forward, and we discussed, you don't know this yet because we discussed this earlier, but we've just talked about how Hank has to practice tomorrow if he wants to play. Right. Um, do you feel confident with Ronto going forward? Um, sorry, that was a really long pause. That's okay. <laughs> um, honestly, when I heard about that, I was thinking like, oh man, I actually wish we still had Cam Talbot. Uh, I mean, nothing against Ronto, of course. But... Of course, you're after my heart. Yeah. Oh, Cam. I love um, Cam. My homeboy. <laughs> no, good for him, man. I, every time I talk about Cam, I said this. I think I said this like maybe 20 minutes ago. Um, I'm so glad he got the money he deserved. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was so thrilled. I mean, it'd be great to have him as a backup, but at the same time, 
give you... him a starting job where he can lose 50 games. <laughs> That's so mean. Yeah, it's true. I mean, what do you want? Like, he's got the money. Good for him, man. I love him. But um, I actually do feel okay about Ronta. Um, I think um, because I almost am more concerned about our defense and not so much the goaltending, if that makes sense. Oh, that because, does make sense. <laughs> well, yeah, just because um, I feel like a lot of the goals from the ones I caught from the game, like, I mean, if you have all these rushes, like two-on-ones, you know, you even wonder, would Hank have gotten those as well? No, uh, because <laughs> you can't, if you can't put bodies in front of the net when Hank is there, he's got to make extraordinary plays, and how many can he really make? I mean, he's an yeah. all-time goalie. Yeah, exactly. So I do actually feel quite okay with Ronta, and I was actually thinking if it would be anything um, comparable to what even the Hawks went through last, last postseason, year, yeah. you know, how Crawford just, like, completely shit the bed. and right. <laughs> Put it lightly, yes. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> And they won some of those games when he shit the bed, by the way. I, I'm not sure. I think Darling may have come in to relieve him but i, I no, don't they, i don't did come in i think they were down three nothing and then they ended up winning like the stupid blackhawks they are yeah yeah um and of course their first game goes into overtime A boo -boo. Uh, surprise oh <laughs> stupid blackhawk fans oh we always win everything yeah but um i mean it's hard to say because obviously that team um defensively was much more sound and i know for us there have been quite a few cracks but i sort no, of wonder. when you say cracks megan do you mean dan girardi um, maybe. <laughs> no, no, tell the truth. Um, <laughs> and, and if you were wondering, the theme of this podcast is Sid Dan Girardi. Yeah, well, it's funny because I think there was recent news that AV was kind of like, uh, gee, you've been a little rusty. And I think mm. there might be the chance that McElrath might sit in for him. Perfect. And or, I'm glad you went yeah, this but... way. Do you think that's a great move? Um... I'm actually not too sure, okay. only because, well, it's hard to say, just because I know a lot of people have been like, Dan Gerardi, what's wrong with you? Well, yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I think um, the defense with our team has been a combination of different things. Like, um, if you look at some of the goals, I think the, I don't know if it's like a coaching thing or something. Um, you think it's so on I, I don't know. Um, it's just because I, I often feel like we generate a lot of our chances by, you know, trying to hold the blue line and we just try to sustain pressure within that. But I sort of wonder if the pens know that because on quite a few goals, you just see them, you know, kind of hovering around in the blue line, just waiting for those rebounds. And then it's so easy for them to generate a rush off of that. Right. Um, you'll notice it with, uh, Crosby's breakaway, but I mean... I don't know if that was just this insane, like, hockey sense. I always love when I have people on the podcast that are smarter than me, so that's always. <laughs> and no, no, um, right away, you've made so many good points, so I'm really happy you came on. <laughs> no problem. Um, and I think it happened even with our short, well, their shorthanded goal, because, you know, we were trying to hold the blue line, but then they just apply so much pressure there, and then it's so easy to pop the puck out. And if we're not careful... You know, they just have those types of opportunities. And you could even see it with our series against Tampa last year. It happened so many times. Uh, it was, I mean, not to bring up bad memories, but... No, no, dude, <laughs> go ahead. That's what we do here. Um, this is a therapy uh, group, really. Yeah, it just it happened all the time. And I was like, why is this still happening? Please. Help <sighs> someone. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, to go back to your original question... Um, I certainly would be interested in seeing Wrath play just because I often feel like he he's a little more patient with the puck and he's not always so like, oh god, because sometimes with Girardi, I notice he just sort of flips the puck out wherever. We call that having bad possessions. Yeah. And being a bad possession player. And okay. taking, <laughs> taking over 900 pucks to the body over six years. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah... Take a seat, so, buddy. Yeah. 
Okay, we agree. I just, I, I walked you into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a bit of a long loop. I was like, ah, tap, blah, 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 Yeah, yeah, so he has taken this box. Yes, I see. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's really tough with Girardi right now. So in, in the next game coming up on this Saturday afternoon, where will you be uh, on, on your couch? Will you be comfortable, and how will you feel? Um, I'll probably on, be on my couch and... On the Reddits? Yes, screaming and feeling my liver and heart implode and hoping they don't Hit completely... Hit that catlock button? Yeah, just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I know that feeling. But... I don't know. Maybe I'm just still that super crazy nutty fan, but I still feel pretty okay about this series. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. I have news for you. Um, we're all you. If you listen to this podcast out there, you're all yeah. still that crazy nutty fan. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, yeah. We have a very little limited niche group here. We're all family. <laughs> That's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Um, I honestly feel like this year might be the year of upsets possibly not just within our series but Others? around the league yeah you think uh maybe the f- is actually who's who's really upsetting who is it the, if the panthers win is it an upset or if the islanders win is it an, is an upset um i would hope the panthers win i don't know if that series itself would necessarily be an upset just because i think with the panthers i would hope although, the ice melts and everyone gets hurt <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's very mean of me to say, but we are where we are, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, just because, I mean, they've sort of been up and down, and I don't think anyone necessarily expected them to do as well. Panthers, I mean. Um, but I don't know if they've necessarily, like, super crazy dominated, especially when you compare them to, like, I don't know, Dallas or the Caps, right? So I feel like that series itself may or may not be quite the upset whereas you know compared to like caps and philly right yeah Yeah. you think philly has a chance against the caps i actually think so i like this (laughs) i like this well i'm gonna google right now what is the score nhl (laughs) question Uh, as oh it is zero zero you look at you as we are speaking it is live in the second period at 1444 okay just because i mean the caps have been I don't know. They they clinched so long ago. I they seem vulnerable. Rest- yeah, and if they're, I just wonder if they can kind of switch it back on, or if they might fall into a bit of a lull. And with the Flyers, I mean, they've certainly been fighting through to get in. But I actually think with um, the recent passing of the Ed, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to you want to hear a secret? And I, I'll call I'll call Greg out right now. Okay, sure. Uh, Greg, it was Greg's birthday when the Flyers CEO passed away. What? <laughs> and he posted, he goes, this is the best birthday ever. Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, I'll do a fire start. <laughs> um. <laughs> we didn't talk about that on the podcast, but uh, it was it was great. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> post. I'm calling him out right now. Whoops. <laughs> yep, he was like, this is the best birthday gift I could ever ask for. So um, there's that. Was he aware at that point? <laughs> oh, it, it, he woke up and that was the first news he got. Oh. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that I I guess I feel pretty good about the series still. Kind of. I if we if we even the series up, uh, I think we got a chance. But losing game two is gonna be woo, a hole that I really want to dig out of. And last year's team, I felt like we could dig out of it. And this year, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I I would agree with that. Just because I know especially like with the pens in their recent games, um, they would fall behind like two or three goals and then they're like, hey, let's just score a bunch and Wait win a now. Second. We can play hockey. No. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I know the feeling. So, yeah, I think I still feel okay about it, but depending on how the next few games go, um, that may change. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So you feel good about it, hopefully. I feel mediocre, six out of ten. May uh, <laughs> may may not be uh, able to speak on Saturday night. Either yeah. way, actually, now that I think about it, um, I do have a question for you, since you are uh, seems seems like you do listen once in a while to this podcast. I don't know why, but you know, thank you so much. Um, do you like baseball at all? Um, yes. Okay. Well, um, I should say that I only started following it very very loosely 
over the summer last year just you... because I was really bored. I was like, I need hockey. I need something to watch. Okay. Uh, I know that feeling. Um, are you a Mets fan because of our podcast? <laughs> um, it's kind of funny uh, just because I do follow the Mets. Okay. Um, it's, <laughs> seriously, Megan, everyone that comes <laughs> on this podcast is like, yeah, no, I love the Rangers, but I also like the Mets. And I always, whenever whenever Greg goes on these rants about comparing the Rangers to the Mets, I'm like, dude, you got to stop, man. Like, not everyone <laughs> likes the Mets, but then everyone comes on and is like, no, yeah, I'm a Mets fan. I'm like, okay, well, I give up. <laughs> Yeah, it's sort of funny only because um, just having or knowing quite a few uh, friends who are Rangers fans and they follow the Mets, I sort of just adopted them, I guess, as my team. Got it. Although um, I'm actually from Canada, so. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought we weren't going there, Megan. Oh, wait. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's on you. Um, yeah, no, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Are you from Canada, or are yes. you lying? <laughs> or maybe I'm okay. actually from Antarctica. Antarctica? Uh, okay, pretty yeah. cold up there, but I'm glad you're watching hockey. Okay, uh, no, sorry, that totally slipped out, but, um... <laughs> I said I wouldn't ask! I know, I know, I'm so sorry, I was just like, ah, oh, because I was gonna, like, mention the Jays, and I'm okay. like, oh, I kind of watched them, yada, okay. yada, yada. Alright, well, I will, uh, if you want me to, I will get rid of that, but I probably won't. Uh, no, I, I don't really care. It's fine. Sounds good. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate yeah, it. You actually no brought worries. a lot of hockey knowledge I didn't even think of to this podcast, and it's always appreciated. Yeah, no worries. Sorry if I'm a bit rambly, just because I'm like... We're all a bit rambly. You don't have to worry yeah, about it. That's kind of what we do here. Yeah, lack of sleep and drink a little too much coffee, so I'm kind of wired. I'm like, whoa. That's how I'm, I'm actually functioning right now. Um, so I want to just thank you for coming on. Hopefully this summer we're going to do some uh, more community pods. Actually, we'll probably be doing some more uh, as the playoffs come on, depending on our schedules and who can get on. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Okay, awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being the first official woman on this podcast. Yay! <laughs> we did it. Um, shout out to all the other female Rangers fans. You guys should listen and, to and, pod. And there's a, there's a, actually quite a few uh, in, in the Rangers. I was surprised. And I always call them guys, and then they, they secretly correct me. <laughs> yeah. They go, hey, uh, I'm a girl. And I go, oh, I didn't know you guys existed. That's incredible. Wow, thanks. No, no, no. no I'm just kidding. No, no, no. It's, all, no. it's not like that. I'm just kidding. I just think it's all dudes whenever I'm talking to them on a ranger. Uh, yeah, no, that's ready. fair enough. That makes so. sense, right? It's like a nice assumption. Yeah, I guess so. But it's not always true. And it's not always, assumptions aren't always true. Just like we're not going to lose this series. Look, I brought it all around. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, we did it. <laughs> all right, thanks for coming on, Megan. We'll speak to you all soon. Right. I'm glad thanks. you're from Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Have a great day. All right. Take care. You too.